before we start chapter 9, let's backtrack. Where are we holding? In chapter 1, we introduced the concepts that there are two souls. Then we spent chapter 2, 3, 4, and 5 really exploring the godly soul, understanding its makeup, how it comes from God, understanding its intellectual forces, Chabad, Chachma, Binadas. We then spoke about its modes of expression in this world, thought, speech, and action, and specifically the power of Torah, which is the highest level of unity that the godly soul allows us to have with God. Then we started exploring in chapter 6, 7, and 8 the animal soul. And what we understood is the animal soul is not fundamentally evil, but it gravitates towards physical, the here and now, pleasure. And sometimes it even takes us beyond things which are permitted but not necessary, and it takes us to things which are prohibited and pulls us down. And we spoke about various different things, some things which are permitted but unnecessary, some things which are permitted but you can uplift them if you do it with the right intention, and things that cannot be uplifted, they're, they're prohibited point blank. And now he wraps it all up. Before he launches into the different kinds of Jews, a tzaddik, a rasha, a benini, which are going to be the following chapters, right now he's wrapping up this ideal. So we have a godly soul, we have an animal soul. What are they doing all day? What, what do they want? Ultimately, they're fighting for do- domination. They're fighting, fighting to control our psyche, to control us, for us to have the feelings that they want, for us to see the world a certain way, to think, to speak, and to act in the way that they want. And where do they reside in the body? So he uses the imagery that the godly soul sits in our mind and the animal soul sits in our heart. What does that mean? Fundamentally, although emotions are created in the brain, we know that these days, but they rest in the heart. They then come into the heart and express in there. And you could feel very much after that, the feelings that were created in the brain, you could feel in the heart. So the heart is a place of emotion. The brain is a place of knowledge. The difference between emotion and knowledge is emotion is subjective. I feel what I'm feeling. I don't really control it. I could control if I'm if I'll indulge in thinking about the feeling, but the feeling is just the feeling, and it's if you offend me, I'll 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 feel offended. If I'm sad, I'll feel sad, and it's very much painted through my experiences. The mind, on the other hand, in its purest form, has the power of objectivity. It allows us to say. Okay, let me think this idea through and not take it personally, but rather think of it objectively. It's something we've shared a few times over this course that in order to really appreciate Tanya, you have to put yourself aside while you're listening and learning and allow the idea to penetrate without biases of ours coming and saying, no, no, but that doesn't make me feel good, that's not politically correct, because ultimately that's emotion, and emotion's getting in the way of an idea. And yes, some ideas are controversial, but unless I'm opening my mind to an idea and not getting defensive about it, I'm not using my mind, I'm learning with my heart. So the animal soul is in the emotions. The godly soul is in the mind. Why? Because what are emotions? It's all about me. Not a bad thing necessarily, but that's what an animal soul wants. The animal soul wants it to all be focused around me. 
that the universe is about me. It's about my pleasure. It's about my holiday. It's about my car. It's about my honor. It's about my bank account. It's all about me. And technically, there's nothing wrong with that, right? There's no prohibition to focus on yourself, but it never leads to anything good. If I'm the center of my universe, I don't become virtuous. I don't become and achieve greatness. I, I don't really grow out of myself. The godly soul, on the other hand, is in the brain. Why? Because the godly soul is saying, think beyond yourself. It's not about you. It's about something bigger than you. And the moment we could get out of ourselves and see the bigger picture, it's at that moment that we're then able to see things clearly and dedicate our life for a cause. So the godly soul and the animal soul are fighting. And they're fighting to dominate. One says the world's about you, and one says the world's not about you. That's a very, very big battle. And it's a battle that never stops. It's not as if once you say the animal soul won, it's over, or the godly soul won, it's over. No. I could have an epiphany right now as I'm recording this to you late at night at the beach. I could have an epiphany that says, wow, I have such clarity. Life is not about me. And then I'm going to walk inside and there's going to be something really pleasurable, a nice piece of food or a nice you know, music or something. And at that moment, I'm going to forget that it's not about me and I'm going to live in me and in my experiences. And this battle is constant and forever. And each day and each moment of each day, the question is how many times can we allow the godly soul to win the battle?